Welcome to the Salem Fields Community Church Podcast of the Weekly Message. We hope that you find this podcast personally helpful, and we also encourage you to share the subscription link found at salemfields.com podcast with your friends that might be able to use some practical advice and encouragement. Well, we are right in the middle of our series called, and the tagline is, Yes, we've been talking about the Bible stories that sometimes get lost, and they're beautiful stories. We started out the series with Daniel. Uh, He has been probably one of the most significant Bible characters, apart from Jesus, in my life that started when I was a very young child and still is an example to me today of how sometimes we have to stand alone. But he talked to us about Noah and how Noah was a righteous man, and God used him and his family to uh, replenish the earth after God destroyed it with a flood. And he promised us that he would never destroy it again in that way. And when we see a rainbow, we know that. Last week we talked about Esther and how amazing this uh, woman was. God used her to save his people, uh, the Jewish people. And what a great story that is. And this week we're talking about David and Goliath. And uh, you remember we have... What are you guys doing back here? <laughs> we have those little Bible stories. Now, the, the, I practiced on this, the uh, crowd last night, and the 9 o'clock really did get into it. So you know the motions. you got to become as a little child, right? Because the Bible says, unless you become as a little child, you won't see the kingdom. Even Jesus said that. So here's our sling. Do this. Everybody do this. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. Okay, take it away, guys. Here's our song. My childlike. <laughs> you got it. How about our artist back here, Rick? Look what he's been working on. Is that beautiful? David and Goliath. Well, you know, when Buddy was talking about, he comes up with a series, and then we talk about who's going to be delivering that message. And um, it was really interesting to us. I said, I want to take Daniel, and we were talking about that. And Christian came to us, and he said, you know, I would really, now this is Christian who kind of stands in the background most of the time. And he said, I would really like to share about how the story of David and Goliath changed my life. And uh, we couldn't say no to that. And God has been using him throughout the weekend. And so um, this is Christian. And uh, I said, uh, it's amazing to me because 
Uh, he has been such a major part of the Salem Field story and what God did through our family. He came here when he was two months old, and uh, he's now a freshman at VCU. Sorry about your uh, VCU guys. It, it was a heartbreaker. We watched it together. <laughs> yeah, we watched it together. So anyway, give uh, Christian Marson Mueller a big hand. time he wasn't very tall a fully grown one would have been about my height um as far as it goes with uh goliath um we don't really know how tall he was but um the original manuscripts of the bible say he was um about six nine our bible the current one we read says nine foot nine but um just to put that into perspective i invited my friend out um here he is uh Sam Marshall, uh, give him a hand. So, he's got yellow mic. Um, so, Sam, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, <laughs> who you play? Who you play for? Uh, I play for Duke. Play football. Um, your position? Uh, offensive tackle. Awesome. Big. <laughs> Big guy. What? Oh, yeah. And uh, how tall are you? I'm 6'8". Yeah, so you hear that one inch away from Goliath. Pretty huge. Um, uh, but um, let's see. How does it feel to be so tall? Like, what kind of things do you go through? Well, I mean, if I had to describe it in a few words, it would be uh, pretty awesome. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh Sometimes, you know, you have some hard times, you know, trying to walk through doorways and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, understandable. I mean, I don't understand that, but I, I get it. Um, so you can be honest, like, who do you think would win in a fight between the two of us? You're supposed to answer. No, no, no. That's what I would say, too. No, there's that. no way. There's no way. He would win. But you guys saw the game last week, right? Uh, Duke lost to UVA. So now who do you think would win? <laughs> Thank you for being a good sport. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So back to the story of David and Goliath. Uh, throughout the service, I want you guys to keep in mind the little verse You've probably heard a variation of it before, but here it is. Um, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, Philippians 4.13. We're going to come back to that one a few times throughout service, so just keep it in mind. Let's say it together one time through. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Um, I also want to point out uh, that... Even if you don't think you're struggling with anything, um, God can reveal something to you today or this week. And I just want to note that this message is for everyone. Um, Romans 8:26 through uh, 28 says, The moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us making prayer out of our wordless sighs and aching groans. 
He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. So, like I said, whether you're whether you know you're struggling or not, God is able to reveal things in you uh, or to you this week because he knows you better than you know yourself. Um, so for the story of David and Goliath, um, my translation of the Bible has a little, uh, little piece. It's like, um, when the words are growing up on, at the beginning of Star Wars, that's kind of what I see it as. Um, the story of David and Goliath is one that has grown in popular attention, and many people who have never read the Bible know it as a simple story of the underdog defeating the favored warrior. David comes to the king's attention as God's warrior, contrasting Saul, the um, king of Israel at the time, in almost every way. A mere boy, David doesn't trust in his own strength or in armor or in fancy weapons. David places his trust in God, and his courage comes from belief that God can use him, as small as he is compared to his opponent, because God is all-powerful. So, some background on... um, Israel at the time, they've got a guy named Saul who's the king, but um, as evidenced by Samuel, thir- 1 Samuel thirteen thirteen through 14, um, he was not fit to be king. Uh, it says, you acted foolishly, you haven't obeyed the command of the Lord your God. If you had obeyed him, the Lord would have made your kingdom continue in Israel always, but now your kingdom will not continue. The Lord has looked for the kind of man he wants. He has appointed him to rule his people because you haven't obeyed his command. So Saul wanted to do things his own way. Things aren't really going the way he had planned for them to. And um, so things aren't going well for Israel. Then these guys come along uh, called the Philistines. They're basically like the Romans or the Mongols of their time. They're just a conquering nation, huge guys. Um, you can see over there in the painting that uh, portrait of, um, of Goliath. Um, he was known as a champion uh, who was over nine feet tall, maybe six feet tall, who knows. Um, wore a bronze helmet and a chainmail coat that weighed more than 100 pounds of bronze. His legs were protected by bronze shin guards and he had a bronze javelin slung between his shoulders, ready to throw. The shaft of his spear was as thick as a weaver's beam. The iron head of his spear weighed 20 pounds, and his shield-bearer went ahead of him. He was a fearsome sight. Goliath stood and shouted to the watching Israelites, Why have you come to fight us? Am I not a Philistine, a warrior for a powerful empire? And don't you serve Saul, your so-called king? Choose yourselves a champion and send him out to me. If he kills me when we fight, then we will serve you. But if I defeat him and kill him, then you will serve us. Today I challenge the entire army of Israel. Send me someone to fight. So, no one really physically compares to Goliath. He's huge. And a hand-to-hand battle would be a slot oh, with him would be a slaughter and the Philistines would conquer Israel anyway so who could really save who could really save Israel well 
uh, let's look at Philippians 4.13 again. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, there was a man named Jesse who had eight sons, and his three oldest were out in the battlefield fighting with the Israelites, with Saul, and uh, yeah, like the other Israelites. Uh, and Jesse's youngest son was named David. During this time, David was working in his father's field and taking supplies to, his, to the troops and keeping his father up to date on the happenings on the battlefield. So David got out the next morning, got a taste of the preamble to the battle, and even caught a glimpse of Goliath. When the other Israelites saw Goliath, they were frightened and retreated from him. Um, David asked, what is the reward for removing this insult from Israel by killing this man? No uncircumcised Philistine can get away with taunting the armies of the living God. Hearing this, David's brothers began to taunt him, but David was unscathed. He told Saul, don't let anyone be frightened because of that man. I am your servant, and I will go and fight with him. At first, Saul is skeptical, but David t tells how he has fought off lions and bears from his father's sheep. Um, and Saul then tells David, go, and may the eternal one be with you. So Saul outfitted David in the king's own armor, a bronze helmet to protect his head, and a coat of mail to protect his chest. David strapped on Saul's sword outside the armor, and then discovered he could not move because he was not used to the restrictions of the weighty armor. David said, I'm not used to these things. How can I, f how can I attack an enemy when I can't even walk? So he removed every bit of Saul's armor. He would fight the Philistine as he had fought those lions and bears. Now let's look at Philippians 4.13 again. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Um, we can see here um, that David wanted God will, God's will to be done. And um, Acts 13.22 says, After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And that's exactly how David was um, towards Saul. He said, like he said, I am your servant and I will go fight with him. Um, so we learn in 1 Samuel 17.40 that uh, he collected five stones in a sling and it says, he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in a pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Um, and eventually he took out Goliath with just one, uh, one stone. Um, this victory would later propel David to become king of Israel, and later on his... Uh, his bloodline eventually leads to Jesus. Um, so today, I want you to identify uh, what your Goliath is. That thing, you know, that thing that's holding you back from God or um, it's keeping you in fear or um, doubting yourself or I even doubting God. Um, Psalm 34:19 says, Many adversities come to the one who is righteous. But the Lord delivers him from them all. Um, so uh, 
like uh, was like what was said earlier, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how this story has uh, impacted me. Um, when I was in, when I was a freshman and a sophomore in high school, I was doing really great. Um, I had a 4.3 uh, GPA. I was getting letters from UVA and Harvard and Stanford. And then um, I got to my junior year, which, you know, many colleges and uh, guidance counselors say that's the most important year. Um, I started losing a lot of sleep, um, and my grades started dropping, and uh, I had found out that um, I had broken my leg, and I didn't even know it. Um, so I had to get two surgeries. Um, during the summer between my junior and senior year. I was in a wheelchair for uh, the beginning of my senior year. And then, um, of course, because of my grades dropping, I didn't get into um, the schools that I wanted to. Um, I got into VCU, which is a great school. I'll get into that later. But um, uh, later on into my senior year, uh, I started getting really bad headaches, and I had never gotten headaches before. I mean, you know, maybe just like a little sinus headache, but never just a full-on headache. Um, and after about a month of having those, I finally went to the um, doctor, and they basically gave me um, this long list of things that could be wrong with me. Um, and... It's kind of like in uh, Batman when he goes and talks to the doctor and they're like, oh no, yeah, you, you can't do anything. Your, your body's completely useless. That's exactly how I felt. Um, and uh, then I went to Watermark's camp a few weeks later and I was still pretty down. Uh, it was uh, hurting me pretty bad and I was having headaches still. I talked to one of the owners of the camp and... Um, they consider her to be pretty much like a prayer warrior of the camp. She goes and walks around the camp and just prays over everything that happens. And things, a lot of great things happen there. Um, and as soon as she started praying for me, my headaches just went away. And then later on that night, um, the um, speaker of the week, uh, Lathan, he spoke on um, David and Goliath and... I just realized, you know, like at that point I was pretty content with, I, I was even content with like having cancer or something. I was like, whatever it is, it's, it's going to be okay. Um, God can heal me from it because um, he's bigger than everything. So I got back, to, uh, back here the week following and um, uh, the pastors of the church uh, anointed me, prayed over me, and then the next day I went to the doctor and found out that uh, I didn't really have too much too much wrong with me after all, um, uh, and I was going to be okay, and uh, so that was my Goliath, my health, and um, just feeling like a failure, you know, um, but now looking back, I see that... Uh, God had a reason for me to go through all that, and uh, he wanted me at VCU. Um, he wanted me to be able to minister to the people, uh, to the students there, and um, 
I thank him for those struggles because uh, it's a far greater plan than I would have had. Um, so that's my story, and now here's where uh, you guys come in. Um, um, something I've learned from Jesus is that he never said that this walk would be easy. In Mark 8, he told his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. Later on in 1 Peter 5.7, we are comforted to know that we can cast all our anxiety on him because he cares for us. And that's what we're going to do, or at least that's what I'm going to challenge you guys to do over the next week, is to um, gather up five stones in a sling, and together as one community, we will cast our anxiety on Him, because He cares for us. Um, So, I don't know if you're writing, but you should probably start writing now. Um, uh, On the first day, uh, I want you to focus on praying, Uh, so prayer. Uh, and read um, Psalm 55. Here's a little piece of that. Um, Hear me, O God, turn your ear to my plea, and do not turn your face from my prayer. Give me your attention, answer these sighs of sorrow. My troubles have made me restless. I groan from my anxiety. So just start talking to God. Tell Him what you're going through or what you want want Him to reveal in you. Um, Start... So he starts moving in you um, over the next week. Um, the day after that, just start listening for what God wants to do in your life um, and read Exodus 15. Um, here's a piece of that. It says, "If you, this is God talking, if you will listen closely to my voice, the voice of your God, and do what is right in my eyes, pay attention to my instructions, and keep all of my laws, then I will not bring on you any of the plagues that I did on the Egyptians, for I am the Eternal, your healer. The day after that, just have faith that God's going to work in you um, and heal you of, uh, or deliver you from your Goliath. Um, something that I learned um, from my uh, struggles was that I tend to make my problems seem a little bit bigger than they are. They actually are, and I think all of us can be guilty of that at times. Even the um, translators of our Bible, they wanted to make Goliath seem a lot bigger than he actually was. Um, they added a whole extra three feet to him, maybe. So, um, and we forget, you know, uh, we could be suffering on a cross, but instead Jesus took our place and... Um, we don't have to suffer. And in um, Matthew seventeen twenty, he says, even if our faith is as big as a mustard seed, we can see mountains move. So um, on that day, though, read through Psalm 23. Here's a piece of that. You've probably heard it before. Um, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Um, the next day... Just obey whatever God is telling you. Um, Listen to that and uh, follow through with that and read Psalm 119. 
Um, I hurry to keep your commandments. I never put it off. Um, if you obey him, like um, the passage in Exodus said, you know, he'll deliver you from a lot of things. Then on um, day five, your final stone, um, read through Psalm 103 and just give God praise. Here's a little piece of that. Um, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Um, Now, my pappy (laughs) is going to lead you in prayer. And then the band is going to play a song. During that song, I think it'd be good to start talking to God about the changes he's going to make in your life over the next week. And don't leave during or after the song, because uh, I haven't told you what your sling is yet. And there's, uh, there's more after that, so don't leave yet. Let us pray together. Father, we come before you this morning and we realize, Father, that many of us have giants in our life that we face and we've made them really big, Lord. And Father, we ask that you would forgive us for realizing that our God is bigger than any problem or any giant that we have in our life. We thank you, Lord, that David, the story of David and Christian's message has reminded us, oh God, that you, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And Father, you've given us stones that each of us have in our life that we can use to defeat the enemy. So I pray, Lord, right now for those of us who have identified our Goliath. I pray right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you will deliver us and, Father, to help us to remember that we can fight the enemy with prayer on our knees. Father, that, uh, that Lord, that, that, God, we can then hear from you and listen to you and be obedient and accept what you give to us by faith and praise you no matter the circumstances, Father. And so, Lord, as we, uh, as we prepare our hearts to worship, I just pray, Lord, that you would have your way and your will in our lives. And just for a moment, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed and no one looking around just for a moment, maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I, I, uh, I've got a Goliath in my life, but I don't know anything about God. I don't... I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I, I, I just need to know him. And, and I just want to give you that opportunity today. We can't fight Goliath without Jesus. We can't fight him without that personal relationship and have the power of his resurrection living in our lives. Can you imagine this morning that Christ himself, himself wants to have a personal relationship with you so that he is in you and you can fight those battles with Christ? And so I want to offer you the opportunity today to receive Christ. And if that's you today and you've never received Christ or maybe somewhere along your life journey, you turned your back on him and walked away and you'd like to recommit your life to him, would you just pray this simple prayer with me? It's not the prayer you pray, it's the faith you pray it with. But if you would pray this prayer, you can pray it out loud, pray it under your breath, but just pray this. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe... Jesus, that you died on a cross for the forgiveness of my sins. Father, I, Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my Savior. Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my Savior. 
Now, if you prayed that this morning, here's what I want you to pray now. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior. Thank you so much for forgiving me of all my sins. Now, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, just for a moment. Now, this is really key, you know. This is a part where you say to God, you know what, God, I prayed that prayer. No one saw me. No one heard me. But I want you to know that I am really serious, that I really prayed that prayer, and I believe, God, you've heard my prayer with all of our heads bowed, except mine and any other pastor that may be in the room. I just want you to make a witness to God that, yes, I prayed that prayer, and I believe Jesus heard my prayer, and I prayed it sincerely. Would you slip up your hand? Anybody like that today? Would you say, yep, that was me. I prayed that prayer today. Yes, all over the room. You can put them right back down. Anyone else say, yeah, I prayed that prayer and invited Jesus. Just slip your hand up, put it right back down. Anyone? Thank you, sir. God bless you. And in the back, thank you. Anyone else? Prayed that prayer. Father, we thank you for those who have responded to the message of Christ today in the cross. And I pray, Lord, that you would fill their hearts with a sense of your presence and joy today. So, Lord, as we continue to worship, we pray, Lord, oh God, that you would have your way. So now you're equipped, or you should be, equipped with five stones. Now it's time for me to tell you what your sling is. Um, so who knows what next week is? Um, yeah, you're right, celebration service. Um, so... That's what your sling, your sling is, celebration. Um, Luke 15.10 tells us, in the same way, there's joy in the presence of the angels of God when one sinner changes his heart and life. And that's what we see at celebration service. We see um, baptisms. We hear a lot of testimonies about um, the way God has been working in people's lives. And I'd love for you guys to come back next week for that and hear how God has been working in your life and also taking communion that's one of my favorite things to do because you can it's like you're sitting there at a dinner table with you could be sitting there with your worst enemy but in that moment your best friends just through Christ um, so I'd love for you guys to take part in that and also don't leave during this song either I want to challenge you guys to to come up as close as you can to the stage. We're going to fill out this area, and we're just going to celebrate what God has done today. If you are a new Christian and would like to know what to do next or where to go from here, you will want to get a free Next Step packet that contains reading materials and useful resources that will point you in the right direction. For more information, please contact Salem Fields Community Church at 540-786-6212 or visit our website at salemfields.com, or email us at podcast at salemfields.com.